Welcome to We Are Something Else. Today, every day. Welcome to We Are Something Else. We Are Something Else. Episode 7. Hey, man. Yeah. Lucky number 7. It's about to be like, sounds like Star Wars every time we come into it. Episode this, episode that. CB, what's up, brother? Ah, Kalei, I'm doing well, man. How was your weekend? We'll get to that. Superfly. What up, what up? Everything good with you? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Doing good. Doing good. So tonight, we're just gonna shoot from the hip. We're gonna test our real skills as far <laughs> as no real subject content lined up. We're just gonna talk a little about everything and uh, mm-hmm. see where we go. That's, that should be fun. Yeah. But uh, we can we can start off good. I mean, it was, it was a really probably one of the better weekends I've had in a while. That's just good. Just feel like you know I had a lot more free time to myself or just time to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Went to game night last night. Oh, wow. So one of my boys, um, and we want him on the show, so I'm not going to talk too bad about him. <laughs> so my boy Greg, really good dude. Um, he invited invited us over to uh, game night at his crib. And in the invitation, it's like, you know, come over for game night, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, there's a small little caption that says, uh, we will also be presenting you with a really dope opportunity. Oh, she sounds like Amway. <laughs> Some Amway products. So, watch. That's a watch reference. <laughs> right. So, and I wanted to go because well, I hadn't seen my boy in a while or my football folks. So I, I know Greg through football. So, But I hadn't seen him in a while and my other folks. So I was like, let's go. Let's just do it. So ended up going to Greg's crib. Um, and I will say... That the games we played, he had some really dope concept games. Um, no board games. They were all like we played. We started off with uh, charades, but uh, I never played charades before. <laughs> so we played guys against girls, and he would as he was the moderator. Uh, he would write the whatever on the board, right? And um, we had to guess. So I was like, this is, this is pretty, pretty easy, uh, but. Only if your teammates know how to describe the word <laughs> to try to guess. But right, for the right. most part, uh, we did good. But I say all that to say game night. So then we get to the one point. I was like, uh-oh. I felt the dope opportunity getting ready to hit. So. Put the lid uh, on you. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. I take it back. I take it. It wasn't a bad opportunity. It's actually a really good opportunity. I'm not going to ruin what, what, he, what he wants to do. Uh, because I'm actually thinking about doing this opportunity for vacations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I've been in a situation where I've been invited to parties before 
and people will throw uh, five links at me or they'll throw whatever those companies that used to say you cell phone services. Mm-hmm. And after that, they would just hound you mm-hmm. over and over and over you don't again. Like, be a boss. Do? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like when you go to mass and for timeshares, like yeah, timeshares are horrible. But anyways, I say all that. I think it's a good opportunity actually um, for vacations and it's just, the cost is not too expensive. Mm-hmm. So something I'm really thinking about, but I'm not gonna shoot that man's uh, thing down that he's right. doing because business. Yeah, it's business, and that's that's, that's all it is. Because if I want to do something like that, I would invite him to my house too. Right, right. But uh, thanks, G, for the invite. Uh, we're actually gonna go back to this at some point in the show because I want to talk about a game we played at his house. Spend a bit more time on that. Okay. So Works CB, your weekend. Weekend has been pretty good. Um, definitely. <laughs> Mark is breaking his own studio. Exactly. <laughs> we, uh, um, my parents were in Williamsburg over the weekend, so I went out to their house, watched the dog yesterday. Um, Flynn, my parents' dog, uh, sponsored by Rough Skins. Skins. What's up, Flynn? Um, How's that uh, that basket treating you? I mean, he's he's living a, the good life, that dog life. I, I bet. So, uh, but um, I mean, basically spent most of yesterday out near my parents' crib. Got my car washed. Got an oil change. Uh, sprayed some shoes down to protect them from the elements. Ah, gotta keep um, the kicks uh, nice and neat and protected. You know, yeah, you. can't be uh, can't be promoting all that for the soul stuff that we do, and then you know letting all of our stuff just get beat the all to hell. Kicks, mm-hmm. I know, I got you. So, but week was good. It was good. Okay. Super Yo, fly. Man, it was just busy, just running and ripping and running, man. Trying to get our our umbrella company out. You know what I mean? Right. And so, so speaking of which, yeah. uh, since it's all straight from the hip, again, I'll tell you that. Um, so we were doing some um, research. So we have a girl working on our logo. Mm-hmm. So she said you know, she had a couple projects in front of us, but she was going to get to us within, hopefully within a week or so to do our logo. We want to get a banner made, and, I want, and I'll shoot you the same idea as far as maybe getting a banner made and yeah. For those, well, those who watch on Facebook up. and see right. it, put it, you know, you hang your banner, you know, we'll hang the uh, the auxiliary banner mm-hmm. at the top, and then we'll, depending on whatever show you have, you can put it, put the other banner underneath, yep. yeah. and then when we do social media live, whatever like that, you can exactly yeah, yeah. have it posted up. But exactly, that was just talk between us. You guys probably not interested in everything, <laughs> yeah. but about uh, our empire, our media empire, we're yeah, growing, we're trying you know to build. We're, we're right. trying to build this brand and do whatever we can to. To be creative and be unique. Yeah, and if you if you want to be creative, you know, reach out to We Are Something Else. You know, reach out to Auxiliary. We'll be looking for talent and content. So let's do it. W e r s u m t h i n e l s e on all platforms. All platforms. I believe that's iTunes. Mm-hmm. Google Play. Yes, sir. SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Facebook. Yep. Instagram. Yes, sir. YouTube. Yeah. We're everywhere, man. That's a lot. All right. We are okay. everywhere. Um. It's okay. Here's a good one. This is, I think we're all, we all appreciate this and what I want to bring up. <laughs> Let's talk Toys R Us. Oh, man. That's, my heart is breaking right now. Nostalgic, man. An end of an era, potentially. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping, there was, there was rumors that had fluttered around that someone was interested in buying the franchise. Now, I don't know how true that is, but that person would be a saint. <laughs> or a hero yeah. if they uh they bought it. So I went to Toys R Us yesterday. I w- 
And every did it look moment, like a barren wasteland, or did it look no, like it was still like it put was still together full? No, it was still full. The sales that they're, they're going to slow pace this thing out, I believe, because the right now the sales are only at between five to fifteen percent off certain okay. things. Yeah, and so it's not like full closeout mode yet. No, not yet. And then there's still fully stocked like shelves. I mean, it's certain things are gone. Yeah, but you can still find like a lot of options in there, and it just felt. Like I was like five again. Like I remember on the weekends, my mom would come pick me up. Uh, two family household. <laughs> <laughs> my mom would pick me up on the weekends and that would be our thing. We would go to Toys R Us off Branch Avenue. Uh, yeah. The original one before they moved down to Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would go there and I would spend. It was, like, was right next to Hackinger. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It was so... And all those car dealerships are still there. That, that Cougar, yep. the Cougar or whatever mm-hmm. that is, is still there. But it felt like home. I was like, man, I, the last real toy store is gone. Yeah, I remember KB Toys closed oh, a couple yeah. years ago. Um, yeah, man. The uh, KBs always seemed like they were stripped down from malls. Right. They yeah. never had like the yeah. empire. I mean, it was never full like Toys R Us because um, living in, in Montgomery County over in Gaithersburg, um, we had the Toys R Us that's connected to the Burlington right near Lake Forest Mall. Mm-hmm. Um, and dude, my my Christmas seasons as a kid, you you make those trips into into Toys R Us, do you know pick out stuff for your siblings or whatever, and hopefully have. Your parents scope out stuff on your list. Man, those those were the days, man. Yes. Anybody used to, um, you remember when they sent out the big toy book oh, or whatever? Yeah. I used to cut out the pictures and then <laughs> put them on the list. You used to color code how I circled stuff. It's like all the stuff that's circled in red, that's Christopher. That's, <laughs> that, or that's Santa. I'm like, I, I was like, Mom, I'm going to cut all this stuff out. This is my list for Santa. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, this is, <laughs> they, is things are ending, man. This yeah. is crazy. I mean, you think about it like, there's a lot of uh, purchases now that are just not done in person anymore. People, yeah, people want to shop in online. I mean, I grant, mm-hmm. I grant, I get the. Op- I'm an Amazon Prime member myself, so I, I, um, you're part of the problem. <laughs> right, <laughs> you really are. Right. And uh, we and we talk about shoes on here all the time. You know how many shoes I bought that I've never tried on, like before before right, purchasing yeah. them. So it's like, I hope this fits the way I'm expecting right. it. And exactly. even that, like, I used to be, and I was one of those. Dumb kids for the for the for the culture for the all about the sneakers. I used to get up Saturday mornings. I would go stand in line. Yeah, and then I began to get get uh began to be get old for me. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I can't. Damn, I get in line for anything. Anymore. Right at, at six o'clock <laughs> in the morning for a store to open up at eight thirty nine o'clock. Yeah, I leave that for the youngest. But now they do raffles and stuff like that, and you still can barely get the sneakers if you want them. So I just take my chance my chances online and mm-hmm. it is what it is uh a quick note on the uh the standing in line and everything so uh, one of my my other hobbies is i love craft beer and so there are plenty of uh breweries within the dc area um going down to richmond you know uh, however far up you want like whatever you want to call the dmv you know that are doing some really dope stuff mm-hmm. and so they'll do these events well they'll do these like bottling can releases and stuff on the weekends right. and people will literally be lining up you yeah. know hour, hours ahead of time right they've started and we noticed this uh uh i guess the other week when i went to that beer festival down in tampa mm-hmm. people are putting out craigslist ads 
to have people get up and hold their place in line <laughs> because they don't want to actually get up and yeah. go in line themselves. So basically paying someone to go to wake up instead, stand in line for them so that then they can come later grab their spot and you know because yeah. for some of these it's ridiculous some of the stories too. that you hear like mm-hmm. things opening up at 12 and people being there like midnight the right. night before and just camping out for you know that 12 hours that is actually a pretty damn good business model yeah. Where are you i am a professional line yeah. well, a spot holder in the yeah. line yeah yeah. Yeah. Wow. They exist. It's probably like a, a cartel on that right now. So if you try to <laughs> that, they might they might come get you out the paint. Right, I never girl. even thought about that. I mean, I'm sure it's been happening for a while, but I never even thought about that. I mean, you know, that's the uh that's the entre- t- entrepreneurial spirit right, right there. You have to pay taxes on that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean if it's all cash. Oh man, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh so I'll end the my Toys R Us experience with um yeah, uh, with all the online shopping going on, like mm-hmm. the Amazon, the stuff, and they were actually third partying through Amazon at one point. Like Amazon would advertise their stuff, and I don't understand why. It's like maybe Amazon should just buy them. I mean, they got they seem to be. It would basically the, just the be right whether it's everything. worth them having their inventory. Yeah, that's true too. But I, you know, but you know, I, I think I'm just I'm just sad to see the rules that left of my childhood go away in a little bit. But I'm I'm right there with you, brother. Right there with you. Here no there. Rest in peace, Jeffrey. <laughs> I mean, I used to I used to coop, uh, scoop up uh, football cards there as a kid. I used to scoop up comic books there as a kid. Um, I remember buying Nerf guns. Oh um, man, uh, that was because that was where I would go to get like that kind of stuff, man. Oof. My Nerf super gun collection. Soakers. Oh, super soakers. Oh man. yeah. So did oh, you know yeah. the the founder of uh, super soakers is a black, black guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never yeah. do that. I, <laughs> I didn't learn that until Facebook. But yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> I was late to the game on no exactly. one. Um, let's talk. Oh, okay. So people who are watching on Facebook Live right now got a fresh, fresh cut. I got it. Went and got my hair cut yesterday. Nice lineup. I so see. let's let's talk black barbers. Black barber shops. <laughs> The barbershop experience, and we I can feel like two of us. Are we are we gonna be in this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, uh, I'm gonna jump in with my Vietnamese, my Vietnamese barbershop experience. Ball gang over here, so I've been to the barbershop. So this is gonna be my experience. <laughs> so those who are watching on Facebook Live, let me just show you what I'm talking about. So there's okay. There's probably only one black barber experience. And that's I actually okay. do go to a bar for my beer, but okay, you know, well, that's my that's... man. It's not a shop, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get the 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 special, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Special case drink. Yeah. yeah. So I go to get my haircut. I and well, I always go. Sometimes I like to go during the week because I know it's not going to be crowded, right? And you can get in and out. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I had to go yesterday. I know Saturdays are. Notorious. It's like the Jordan line it, in a barbershop I mean, on Saturday. If you're planning on making a day of it, you go yeah. on Saturday. So I called my guy at ten o'clock. I was like, Hey, I need to get a cut. What's your availability looking like? I was like, Well, first of all, what does it look like there on a Saturday? He's like, Well, I'm not available till three, so come in three. So it's ten o'clock in the morning. He's telling mm-hmm. me come in three. Right. I was like, So I know I need to be there at three because if not, somebody else is taking that spot. Yeah. I walk in at two fifty nine. And he was like, yo, I know I told you to come at three. I got two more people in this chair. I need you to come back at four. <laughs> so at the leave, 
Luckily, I live close by. Yeah. I kill an hour at the house, well, 45 minutes, and I go back. Mm-hmm. And as I'm getting back, he's like, perfect time. He's finishing up the guy. So that I can appreciate. So I finally get my shot in the chair. Mm-hmm. And those the conversations that were going around this room. So there's about seven barbers in the room. Yeah. There's one guy on headphones. He's got the beats, the big beats by Dre in his head. And he's cutting some other person's hair, but he's on the phone having a conversation with the person on the phone while he's cutting the other person's hair. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Then there's another barber who's singing while he's cutting this person's hair. I mean, and it sounds like he's singing like old spiritual hymns <laughs> or working on some kind of audition or something. Walk it like then, a that, <laughs> <laughs> Then there's an older gentleman that's a barber there and he's talking to whatever young kid that's in his chair about the good old days. Literally, he's just young talking blood. about young, young blood. Let <laughs> like me tell you, let me school you or something, young blood. Um, and then my barber, he's cutting my hair, and he proceeds to take a phone call from his wife. I know he doesn't follow us or watch this, so I'm gonna talk about it because <laughs> I need I need to keep my good haircut in line. Um, right. So he starts talking about a dishwasher, no garbage disposal. Mm. He's talking, uh, and it starts off general, like, "Hey, okay, so what do you want to do about the garbage disposal?" Then it turns into the most aggressive conversation I've heard. And he's like flipping out, cussing her out about this garbage disposal. I told you not to get your mother damn garbage disposal in the first place anyway. <laughs> and he's like, yo, my bad. I'm cutting hair. You're bothering me. He hangs the phone up on his wife. Then as, as he's cutting my hair, he starts telling me about his marital problems. <laughs> and he's oh, telling no. me about how he, she gave, his wife gave the garbage disposal to his mother-in-law who's well off, who didn't need it anyway. So anyway, it turned into a 15 minute conversation about garbage disposal. I'm like, I, I just want my hair cut. <laughs> right. But I got to know what I get when I go into right. the barbershop. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So do you, do you go to a barbershop or like a salon or what's your, uh, I mean, it says barbershop outside. <laughs> um, actually where the, uh, the spot that I go to now, it's like all Moroccan dudes, um, that cut hair in there. And, I mean, they they do a pretty bang up job. Um, and before I it was like basically strictly Vietnamese, uh, cut my hair. So even if, if anyone was having a conversation, it was the barbers between themselves, and no one sitting in any of the chairs knew what they were saying. So that so. brings up a good question to me: If you go somewhere, whether it be a barbershop or a store, and you see two people that work there and they speak in another language you don't understand, does that offend you? It doesn't offend me. Uh, I assume that they're gonna they're clowning somebody that's in the room. I feel like it's um, the context. So if they say hello, how are you, and then immediately start talking <laughs> and like laughing and, and stuff, exactly. <laughs> right? Then then I then I then, think that's then rude. You get they're already having a conversation. You know what I mean? It's, it's and, and personally, I find all that stuff really hilarious. So it's like yeah, the funnier thing is if. Know. They don't know you know what they're saying. Oh, yeah. And you call them out on it. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the face gets tight. <laughs> uh, I know someone who a lot of people, because she's very fair-skinned, assume that she's not Spanish. Mm-hmm. And so they would like be talking all this trash, and then she would respond to them quickly in Spanish. And they're like, oh. <laughs> like that kind of stuff just, that's very funny to me. Like, you know, people people thinking that they're being slick and so, then getting clowns. So we're on Facebook Live and um Quetopple, John. John. John what up, says John? John uh everybody says what's up. 
Uh, John says, if you think barbershops ain't racist, go to a white barber and see what you get. <laughs> no, why would you even then, take that chance? Right. Like, and then he says, places still segregated. Barbershops, churches, strip clubs, and bars, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> hey. um, segregate? I don't know if that... Whatever. Churches... I would say different. Maybe not segregated, but... There's definitely yeah. a difference between you got a relationship with your barber, man. That's and and he has and he or she has a tremendous uh, impact on your happiness and your life. You know, yeah. I mean? You walk around with a jacked up haircut, and you 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 angry for about three weeks, right? <laughs> right. You know what I right. mean? Exactly. That's power. So, and so I will say all these things that he has, and he says barbershops, churches, strip clubs, and bars. Those they do have one thing in common, and that's like therapy. You go, you go mm-hmm. to a barber, and then sometimes you do talk about your problems. Yeah. You go to church, and you yep. do talk about your problems. Strip clubs, I mean, hey, you know, here you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, kind of is a problem in itself. Right. But, and uh, then bars, <laughs> when you go to right. a bar. A drown your sorrows, so, whatever. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's actually interesting. I never thought about it that way. <laughs> um, we actually got a couple people watching on Facebook Live. Hey, there we go. Um, hello, everybody that's watching. We're just shooting from the hip tonight. No real format, just talking. Uh, so we might not be as funny as we normally are. Because we're not even following a script. Um, we don't so, need a script to be funny. Exactly. It's all over the place. Um, all right, so let's talk. Oh, that's right. There's one thing we do want to talk about. I don't want to bring the mood down right now. We'll go back. Let's, let's, talk, about, um, let's talk about that Second Amendment um, video, the NRA video that you sent out. Yeah. Because uh, that, that can lead to some minutes of some good conversation oh, yeah, there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so this weekend there was the March on Washington. Um, they were all over the what nation. Was the, what was, you know the actual name Ooh. of it is this March for March our for our life. lives or something. March yeah, for our life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. March and, for our lives. And it was about for all those who are living under a rock, <laughs> uh, gun control and stopping gun violence and putting the end to maybe not putting the end to the sec- uh, Second Amendment, but just really putting some more stricter laws on these kids or anybody being able to get their hand on a gun and cause these mass shootings. Right. Um, and there was a, a NRA, I guess it was a podcast video that we all watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll post it, post a link on our page mm-hmm. so you can watch it. It was a 18 minute interview and it talks about the other side of, of this whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with killer Mike, who's a, with killer Mike, who's, yeah. who's, you know, is a hip hop artist, but he's also a, um, a gun rights advocate and and on the flip side also um did a lot of campaigning for Bernie Sanders interestingly so right right he's, you know he's kind of a progressive but also you know very conservative when it comes to gun rights and, mm-hmm. and some other things right so they were talking about obviously he's he's a gun owner and so he was saying that a shooting actually happened happened at his daughter's school wherever South Carolina State. Savannah State yeah and he said the first thing he did was he went down to the school, him and his wife, and bought his daughter a gun. And or he trained. did say that like they they talked about it, mm-hmm. like it, they didn't just. I don't think he just went in there and just imposed his view, but him, his wife, yeah. and his daughter had a discussion about right, it. He did say that, and yeah. uh, and they the, got training also and, in addition yeah, the, to the yeah. Gun. yeah the decision was made that they would you know get her a piece and you know train her how to use it properly and right. how do, to protect go, herself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is. I think this is a, a dicey thing, anyway, because you, you're either on one side. We talked about this last week too. Yeah, you're either on one side of it or not. And, and it's hard to, even if the most 
reasonable person will say like, hey, yeah, the answer's somewhere in the middle. You know, that's not where all the noise is. Right. The noise is, com- is coming from, you know, the far ends right. of both sides of the, the argument. Are but, you are you pro-gun? I am. I, I don't know how to how to say pro-gun, um, but I do believe that people have the the right to own one um, or, or at least, um, you know, the right to bear arms, whatever, however you want to say it. I do think that the actual act of owning one is a privilege. Right. Um, and I don't. But personally, also with that, because I come from a family of hunters, um, my dad, 30 years in the military, um, you know, we've had guns in the house. And it's one of those things where I think that there shouldn't be any problem making it just more selective in terms of who actually has the ability to to obtain a weapon. Um, Because, you know, I don't see what the big deal is about having... um, and I'm sure there are actually ways to to spin it one way or another, um, so that people's agendas could get pushed through. But I would like if someone had to do some kind of you know background check or you know mental health screening or anything like that. Um, I mean, I don't see why I'd, the people that are completely qualified and able to get one will still be able to get one. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't have any, I don't have any problem with that. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking of trying to come up with like a good analogy to kind of explain it and I'm one that I've been kind of playing with in my head is like you know around the the whole thing with like AR15s or other mm-hmm. like semi semi-automatic weapons it's like you know they're like the Ferraris of cars right. you know what I mean very fast very dangerous like you can be if everyone had Ferraris no matter what they're if 16 year old just learned how to drive and we gave him a Ferrari Right, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and yeah, he has a right to have one, but should he be on four ninety five going one hundred sixty? Exactly, no, you know what I mean, and that's the you know I I wish we would have those kinds of debates where as opposed to you know it being a fight about taking away my gun, it's right. it's really about yo like we need we need you know real criteria right. to determine who is able to have those types of powerful right. weapons and you know? and taking away. The weapons or abolishing, you know, banning the Second Amendment is a lot harder to do than creating, uh, putting something something else in place mm-hmm. to prevent certain people to of getting guns. Like, and, I, and I'm sure the vast majority of gun owners are well in mind and capable. Mm-hmm. And you know, if there were, um, you know, maybe any additional measures put in place mm-hmm. as far as making it, you know, more difficult to obtain them, would still be able to obtain one. So let me, yeah. let me tell you something that's probably very inter- interesting and probably true. It is harder to get into the police academy than it is to get a gun. Uh, yeah, you don't have to go through any physical training in order to go to, right. you know. No, right. no extensive background checks or mental evaluation right. or anything. Mm-hmm. You have to go through all that to protect somebody, but to get a gun of your own, you fifteen day holding period. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. they do just a general? Yeah, I mean, I want. I never heard. I haven't heard the arguments around why might make it easy to get a gun. You know what I mean? Right. 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 Yeah. You always yeah, yeah, hear yeah. about we can't. We can't. It. We if we make it harder. You know what I mean? What's right. the What's the argument for the converse? You know. Right. And that's and that's. There's always another side to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, one point in the that they made in there also was. 
taking away the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're taking a. First of all, it was hard enough to, for us to be able to live by the Constitution as mm-hmm. African Americans, right? But now you know you the little rights that we have. Now you're taking that from us. Like, yeah. Do you do you feel like that? I mean, that there's a fair point behind that. Yeah, I mean, I. You know, I I understand Killer Mike's argument around um, around gun ownership, especially as a black man. Um, and you know, at the same time, I also understand the plight of you know people who are in vulnerable positions, whether it's children in schools, people in churches, people right. at a concert. You know, you're just in spaces where you're not expecting violence to erupt. Right, um, and that's. You know, and 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 guns on the premises only increases that chance. You know what I mean? If there mm-hmm. aren't any guns around, then no, nothing's gonna happen. Right. You know what I mean? And and it's hard to argue when you see other countries who you know have abolished weapons. You know, places like Australia, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, the UK. You know, where gun violence is just not happening in in those societies. You know what I mean? And what is it? about us and our laws that allow that, you know? But if you take, like, if you pass a bill that says no more guns, there's still going to be guns. Yeah. Oh, they for sure. They had prohibition. There was still alcohol. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean... I don't, I, don't, I don't see how that could be the answer. Like, I just don't foresee how that ends up working out for the greater good in really any way. Right. And I, I think that I... Uh, in the agreement with the kids, like yeah, the violence has to stop. Senseless yeah. violence has to stop. You shouldn't be able to send your kids to school and not have to worry about if they're going to come back alive or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you see these scenarios. We'll take the one that happened in St. Mary's County. Yeah, let's talk about that. That's just, yeah. uh, great. Was that Great Mill? Um, great Mill's high. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Where they had a resource officer who stopped. Mm-hmm. Stopped uh, probably what it could have been a worse situation. Yeah, right. Um, was a was he a junior? I believe. Yeah, I don't know what grade he was. He was a young white kid. Yeah, and he shot his ex girlfriend. His ex girlfriend was she killed dated? her. He killed. Yeah, they just took her off life support. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And shot like was that her new boyfriend? I guess I don't know. It was, he mm-hmm. shot another guy that was there. I don't know. If, I'm not gonna speculate if that was yeah, boyfriend or not. But I didn't he shot two people. That deep into it. Ex girlfriend passed away. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy that he shot, he was in the hospital for a few days, but they released him. But mm-hmm. it's crazy, man. It's yeah. like that's even a bigger that's it could because it wasn't really a mass shooting. And I feel like, you know, it's easy for the media to try to conflate that into this larger argument. But there's some other stuff going on, too, just even outside of the gun thing. Like, you know, I'm a father, three girls. Right. right. And, you know. My my daughters come home sometimes and they're like, oh, such and such says he has a crush on me. Or you tried to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This whole, there, there's something that happens, you know, in, in school and in our youth between, um, largely between, you know, male and females where guys are trying to like impose their, you know what I mean? Right. Their, their labor dominance. And then when somebody rejects that, then, you know, they don't know how to react how to do, that. And you know? How do we lead to to a gun after that right yeah like, right. first of all you're supposed to get your heart broken mm-hmm. it's only gonna build yeah. character exactly truly. like where like, were the parents a, to tell him that you know it's not I mean? like like you need certain things to happen in life to build who you are right killer mike made that point and right. he talks he about, about he was like that they, they had like reached out to him about doing like a, some psa about bullying Anti-bullying. and he turned it down right and he was like because 
there are situations in life where you need to get punched in the face. Exactly. And it's in like order not, to know how to fight back. And not right. advocating that, you know, that's like getting punched in the face is a good thing. Right. But you're going to learn from that. Right. Like you said life you know, right now, everybody's getting trophies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why, dude, that's like, why there's all this entitlement. And people, like people, you know, uh, feeling like they don't need to take certain responsibilities for their actions and all this right. stuff because they've just been handed, they've been handed all this stuff. And I'll, I'll elaborate on the whole bullying the aspect of killing like Chris on Chris Rock's latest comedy mm-hmm. special. Right. He says, you know, you, you, you know, pity patting around bullying and you want to stop bullying. He's like, but you're supposed to get bullied and learn. And so you know how to punch back. Mm-hmm. And cause if you don't know what a bully is or recognize what a bully is, next thing you know, he's in the white house and you don't know what to do to handle the situation for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so he's, well, when a real bully shows up, nobody knows what to do. Yeah, right. yeah that's true. But, that's uh um but you're supposed to, you're supposed to have your heart broken. Mm-hmm. You're supposed you have to go through that. Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. that's that you have to have your heart broken. You have to lose in a in a tournament. You have to not be good at you have to learn how to And it's also like she don't need she don't have to be with you for the rest of her life. Right. 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 She has a whole like yeah, you're only it's, in high school. And it's so funny because like and and I know we're we're having to think way back, going the way back machine to yeah. think about when when we were in high school. Right. But I'm saying like we thought like our perception of the world was everything revolves around us. Right. Yeah. You know, like this is like not there is nothing else after this. Like this is it. Like yeah. this is what life is. And it's like, dog, you are, this is the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Like, this no is got idea. nothing right. to do. Your like, parents tell you, get up. Take the trash out, right. you know. Do this, do that to make twenty dollars allowance, uh-huh. or you know what? We're gonna start charging you. Just you have to pay your cell phone bill or portion of the cable, and you're like, "Why do I just have to pay bill?" Wake up, man. right? Look, yep. yeah. There's, there's a lot. That's that's early training as to mm-hmm. what's gonna come your way when you get older. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, the to not be able to get his hard work. I don't know how that leads to a gun and wanting to kill somebody, like. Exactly. Your your mind isn't like fully capable of processing. Like, so you killed somebody, mm-hmm. and he the the shooter died, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the, the research yeah, officer killed shot. him. That's right. Okay. So now you killed somebody. Say he lived, or anybody who's killed somebody has to live. Now, you, and you're young. Your mind has to process that. Like, mm-hmm. you're not once you get mature enough to realize that. You know what? Damn, this there's more fish in the sea out here. Or exactly, we gotta dude. start teaching our sons, man. Like, yo, like, <laughs> uh, you know, I got that okay. lesson. So, so fortunately, it, it, fortunately, okay. and like you but, want, you want what's best for the other person. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, and let them live their life. You know? I mean, Maybe. I, you know, it's not the norm, but I've had an amicable ba- breakup before mm-hmm. where we both weren't getting out of it what the other one wanted, right. and it's like, well, you know what? It's just better off this way. You'll right. be happier. I'll be happier. Yep. It is what it is. I'm, and, you know, people get blinded by that kind of stuff. I'll never forget it. My first true heartbreak. I'm talking about like. Ooh, we. Like not washing for a couple of days. <laughs> like <laughs> curtains drawn back. <sighs> like, you know, singing love songs and stuff like that. Every song you hear is a love every, song. Every song, every hears song you hear is a heartbreak song. I'm here listening song. to Tupac's All Eyes on Me. And I'm like, oh, I remember my first heartbreak and I remember the person who is two people who got me out of that situation. One was uh, one of my really good friends. She took me out 
her and her boyfriend, and we went and saw Drumline. Hey. So I'm sitting there next to them, all in love, yeah. and shit like that. And I'm third wheel and to I'm feel better. There exactly. Watching them all lovey dovey, and I'm like, why the hell am I here? <laughs> and she's like, no, we're gonna have a good time, and you know, I'm gonna buy Get you, you popcorn. I'm gonna buy you some popcorn yeah. and a soda. I'm like. Yeah, I'm not five. Uh, popcorn is but, like, but I will take it. Exactly. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> popcorn is delicious. But yeah. yes, I would like a large, please. And then, so the point of drumline came up when Nick Cannon and the girl broke up. Whatever. I'm like, yes, Nick. You don't need that shit, Nick. Forget that. That's right. That's right. I'm with you. He's like, yes, um, queen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yes, I remember, queen, and this is probably a good transition conversation. I remember. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm not gonna call. I'm not gonna call her because, you know, I didn't know why yeah. I broke. Her. I'm not gonna call her. I'm not forget. Her. I'm not gonna call her. Forget it. Yeah. Then I pick up the phone, call her, <laughs> yeah. and like, okay, just if mother answers the phone, like, just have her call me back. Okay. Ten minutes go by. I call back in. Did you did you tell her that <laughs> I said come, <laughs> dog? You need that. So yeah, I remember. Man. I never forget one piece of great advice my mom gave me. Mm-hmm. We were driving in her car, and she knew all about it. She wanted to take me out to eat. And my mom was like, I just need you to repeat one thing. Because I'm in the car. Me and my mom were super close. And I got tears in my eyes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my mom was like, I need you to repeat one thing after me. I was like, what? She was like, I need you to say. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a, a lot of cussing. My mom was like, I need you to say. My mama told me to tell you. say, F that B. And she, she was like, F dash dash. B, you know, dash. I'm like, huh? She's like, I need you to repeat that. And everything's going to be all right. I'm like, all right. So I'm <laughs> I can laugh about it now. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a gun and go kill nobody. No, because now I'm sitting there. I was like, "Damn, that built character. Like, you need that." Yeah, I mean, dude, there are things in our life that are gonna set us up for who we're supposed to be exactly. as adults. And if you go through your entire childhood, and then early adulthood, and then getting into adulthood without experiencing real like uh you know real opposing forces and everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know if you don't have have to actually work yourself through some shit bro you, it's going to be tough because right. here's the thing there might not be bullies per se growing up if you you know were raised in that environment but eventually you're going to get a job and there's going to be a bully exactly or exactly. you know like and it could be your boss right. it could be a supervisor it could be another coworker you like and you're not going to be equipped mentally to be able to deal with that kind of stuff and it's like come on man like that's like being an adult is actually just dealing with hard shit like that we just do that all day every day again that builds character and i think don't nobody know how to fight no more and that's (laughs) literally and figuratively yeah exactly everybody got a plan until you get punched in the face mike tyson Mm -hmm. mike tyson like growing up, I remember how many fist fights I got into, and nobody pulled out a gun. Right. Like yeah. You you had beef with somebody, you fought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got your and ass. A lot of times we became best friends. Yeah. The only people that I've actually ever really thrown hands with are some of my best friends yeah. on the and planet. That's what so. Bill's ca- every relationship needs that. Yeah. Like, it, I'm just. I'm, <laughs> like nobody pulled out a gun and took offense to either the ass whooping they got. Or the one that they just gave mm-hmm. is life. You shake hands after it, mm-hmm. or maybe not, or maybe you don't. You just go, you go separate ways. Yeah. And nowadays, it seems like when we get to that, 
it always you you can't you're less of a man if you if you get knocked out or if you lose in front of your boys because the oh God 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 forbid we look bad in front of our boys. I mean, but I feel like somebody with these shootings like they don't have boys. They yeah. just them. You know, and I, and I got people. Yeah. They, they got like he's, he's online boys. And I don't know. I mean? And I'm assuming it was the same for y'all growing up. But like your hands were supposed to be able to handle it. So Everything. you know, it was one of those things where it was cowardly if you needed another weapon. Mm-hmm. Right. So that I still look at it that way. It's like, yeah. oh well, you went and got a gun. You're a coward. Exactly. Like that. Like that's not. You know, that's not a show of strength. The thing to me. is, what is? Right. Well, let's look at the outcome of that. Let's let's look at the rest of your life. If you pull that gun out and shoot somebody, okay, you got your ass whooped in a fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you pull a gun out and kill him because now you, I'm a man, and I'm, you know, right. you look bad in front of your boys. You kill somebody, and now you get caught. You're in prison for the rest of your life mm-hmm. for a without two, a gun. Yeah, a two to fix yeah. without a gun. Yeah. Well, please, you probably need one, right? Exactly, without a gun and a bunch of people trying to punk you and and you, you know I mean? and you taking a literal ass whooping yeah. in jail. <laughs> if you're lucky, it's, just it, an ass whooping. Exactly. <laughs> if you're lucky, oh, there's so many different ways. Up. But I, and uh, I don't think I've told it on the podcast before, and you know maybe if people are interested in it, I'll do it in another episode. But the one real instance where I've ever had like a gun drawn, like on like a group of friends that I was with, oh. I remember thinking at the time because we were we were in uh we're in the city we're in Baltimore, and I remember thinking like that makes sense. I was like, it, but I was in Fell's Point, like a oh, nicer part of the city. <laughs> And uh, so the whole my whole my whole thinking while this was transpiring, luckily it was over like in a like five, ten seconds. It didn't didn't go on very long. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It felt a lot longer than it was. But (laughs) I need to rephrase that. But anyways, um, (laughs) the uh, (laughs) I find that stuff very funny. (laughs) But uh, the like I remember thinking like, yo, you if this dude's just walking around with a gun. And he's just pulling it on groups of people to try to show off. He's going to end up pulling this gun on the wrong person in this city. And he's going to get clapped up and it's going to be it's going to be over for him. Like this is not this is not a toy. This is not something you go around just trying to like, you know, show off and pop off for the homies like you. You do you. You're trying to be all tough and you do that to the wrong person who actually is really about it. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean. I, I feel like I can say that since me and the 20 other people that I was with got out of this situation unscathed by someone who was completely unprovoked. Yeah, thank God you're still here because we wouldn't be able to do this podcast. Yeah, so. right? We wouldn't be uh, seven <laughs> episodes in. Right. Um, so let's take a quick uh, pause for the people looking at us on social media. Right now we're live on Facebook. Uh, not that the people who listen to this when we release this would matter, but... Um, so right now we're just having water cooler chit chat. Uh, right now it just seems like the conversation has led to gun control or vi- any stopping violence or going through hardships to become a better person or become who you are. Uh, you want to chime in if you got questions? Let us know. We're gonna be reading your questions. Um, While we're show. recording, yeah. Um, oh, so here's one comment it says, "Give everybody a gun. Let's sort things out." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, they need to ban bombs to stop all these package bombers. <laughs> yeah, I think ban. I think bombs aren't legal. <laughs> that's one of those things. No, but that's like. But like, I, I hear what they're saying though. I, I hear the like. It, it sounds like sarcasm, but you know, like they're, you know, they're like we were saying. 
take them away, that's not going to stop the people that really are trying to get them from getting them. I saw a meme yesterday, which we can probably all uh, really like grab onto. It's harder to get supreme than it is to get a gun. Like, it's easier to get a gun than it is to secure some supreme. Yeah, grief. Yep. I know that there are plenty of sneakers on my wish list that are, I'm basically never going to see, but I could go and I, I, I could get a gun. Uh, Facebook Live says, this is Quintalpo again. <laughs> my first heartbreak was when my girlfriend found out she was my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing those memes. I love seeing those memes where it's like, like someone's getting a message and it's from Babe. Mm-hmm. And then it says like, quit telling people we're together. Like we're not together. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, that That's, kind of stuff We are so something else, ladies and gentlemen. We can go from one end to the other. <laughs> yep. Uh, funny or funny or sad, we're all we're yeah. still here. Um, yep, yep. But where were we at? We were talking about fighting. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I could I could think of a million fights I got into. I made it out safe. Here I am. I don't fight nowadays. Like there's been plenty of times where, but I'm no I'm no punk either. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna let you right. you know take my not my I'm not gonna take don't my mistake, man card. Don't mistake my kindness for weakness. Exactly, exactly. But I'm I'm no punk either. So. If it come down to it. And it's also like a whole other calculus you got to do when you start, when you had, especially when you had kids, right. you know, am I going to fight and get arrested? Right. Possibly yeah, I got lose too much my to job, lose right now. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. My freedom. Like who's going to, who am I, who's going to raise my kids while I'm in jail? Like you got to be, you got to be thinking five, six steps ahead. You know what I mean? It can't, you can't be guided by emotion through that. And, mm-hmm. that's, and that, that leads me to a great story. I uh, had a homeboy. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put his name out there because he follows me. <laughs> um, but you know who you are. He um, went out one night drinking. Now we all know drinking definitely gives you that third eye, and sometimes the black hour you have no idea what you did the night before what happened. Mm-hmm. But I remember he went out with a couple folks celebrating whatever. They were somewhere in the city, and he got into a, a fight, an altercation with a. A guy and a woman. The woman provoked him into a point where I guess he pushed her on the ground and he punched the guy. And the person he was with was like, let's stay on the scene. The girl was with us said, let's stay on the scene. Um, we don't we shouldn't run. Well, come to find out the girl he pushed on the ground was military. She's claiming she had brain trauma. Mind you, the guy telling the story about is black and the girl he pushed was white. Mm. Um, brain trauma and then the person he punched uh, claimed like broke. Well, something something happened to this person as well. Did six months. Mm. Six months. One, because he didn't leave the scene. <clears throat> and two, because no matter what he said to go against her who's military, mm-hmm. he wasn't going to win that battle anyway. Mm-hmm. So... I say all that to say sometimes you just gotta walk away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's not walking away. People associate that with cowardice, but sometimes right. oh, it actually brother? takes more balls to do that than exactly. than stand there and you know swing it. Exactly, and it's like, what are you gonna win from that? You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like you handing out championship belts, exactly. <laughs> punching the man in the face prize. You know what I mean? Like you ain't gonna get shit from it. What's Is Bruce point? Buffer gonna walk out and hand you the the title? The, the title, know, right? As, exactly. As you're standing over, uh, you know, Steve from the bar. Exactly. You know? So one of my boys is, is on 
Facebook Got Live Chuck right Norris now watching. Right. <laughs> he's 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 definitely a gun owner. I'm, I'm on him to chime in real quick on Ron. Uh, I know you're watching because it says you're watching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need you to chime in and what do you think about gun control? Just let me know. Yeah, uh, we'll wait for him to get back. Um, but yeah, smart decision. That's mm-hmm. that's being an adult. Because mm-hmm. as a kid, like you definitely you have that feeling of invincibility and all that stuff, and you don't have a concept of actually having to deal with a lot of repercussions of your actions right. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you you have your parents who could end up being a safety net for certain things that you may have done that you get away with and whatever. As an adult. That uh, that safety net's not there anymore, right? Uh, you know, maybe for some people it still is, but for the majority uh, mm-hmm. of us, once you're out in the adult world, you're on your own, right? And you know, you can't just be, you know, going out there acting all reckless, thinking that you know you can do something and then not actually have to deal with any of you know the yep. repercussions. His response is it's complicated. It definitely yeah. is complicated, yeah. I, and I I get that answer. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, back to what you were saying. I'm, tired. I'm just chiming. In. We got our people on Facebook Live. Make sure everybody. No, it's good though. I love the fact that people are trying to interact, engage. Yeah, yeah. that's what we want. Mm-hmm. We All have about something it. Else. I mean, we're out here having a conversation. Um, okay, you okay, see, I got uh, a question. I got a question because yeah, go I wrote this down because it, it hit me the other day. Um, but but we can all speak on it. But definitely both of you guys. What's the most difficult thing you've encountered so far doing this podcast? Hmm. For me, probably just since I'm engineering it, trying to not make mistakes. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> you know, making sure I'm recording shit, right? Um, It's one of those things where, I mean, it's still early. I still feel like I'm still in the honeymoon stage. So yeah. it's like, oh, man, I look forward to coming out here, doing the podcast and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So right. um, I guess really, if anything, being like, all right, well, I'm blocking off this amount of time. I'm not doing anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I will say it's tough booking guests. Yeah. That's yeah. been um, yeah. and me, me having a guest driven show. Um, Superfly Friends. Plug, 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 plug. It's all under the auxiliary. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Pass the ox cord. So trying to book people, and especially people I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's awkward. It's weird. And then trying to, you don't. It's like you want to follow up with people without being stalkerish. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. So for that, that's been tough. But and, and I think some some challenges are good to have because if mm-hmm. everything comes easy, yeah, then when the real challenges come, you wouldn't know what to do anyway. But it's yep. either going to make or break, again, like with the, the fighting thing, it's either going to mm-hmm. make or break you because you're to figure out if you're, if you're strong enough for the game or, mm-hmm. you know, how to overcome certain challenges. So, yeah. Yeah. like tonight, we really didn't have a true format. It's not like when Roya was on the show. Thank you again, Roya. You know, talking we'll catch about... Catch her at, uh, on episode I'm Every Woman. Yeah. Whatever episode that was. Yeah. Like, so you know, t- <laughs> talking about, you know, like women in, in the corporate workplace and everything like that or or... You know, just going over like our pet peeves and things like that. Mm. You know, we're just right. you know shooting from the hip. Yeah, shooting from the place. Press, press the beauty uh, of this, though. You can no, no pun it. intended. No pun intended. Ah. Shooting from the hip. Right? Shooting from the exact. Ah. Oh, oh, oh! That's like the Gilbert Arenas uh, gun him, gun gesture. Him and Javaris Crittenden. When he was in trouble oh. for guns. Um, but I I will say that so far what we we've done like 
we've had some serious interactions, topics or whatever, and then mm-hmm. we've always seemed to dial it back, you know, and have some fun because our, our show is basic. I mean, we we're not we're not trying to solve life issues, but we're also trying to have some fun at this, you know, yeah. along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we need like off format top, you know, conversations sometimes just like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most difficult thing mm-hmm. I can get the guest thing is, but also making sure your guests show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right. That's not a shot at anyone, but that's just more so, you know, you plan for mm-hmm. such and such, you know, for whatever type of show mm-hmm. you're going to do. And then, you may have to fall back to B sometimes. Exactly. But I mean, that's also at being an adult, understanding that plan A doesn't always work. So you right. need to have a plan B. You need to have a plan C. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. Can't just go in there being like, well, uh, if this doesn't work, um, right. Yeah, I guess I'm sleeping in a cardboard box tonight because <laughs> I'm not going to be able to pay rent. And if you're interested in being a talent booker uh, and you're a listener of We Are Something Else and or Superfly Friends, Contact Plug. your boy Superfly TNT. Yes. <laughs> we will be looking to uh, fill a role. We can't pay you right now, but exactly. we will give you some shine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's all off the we love right now. Shine. Exactly. Right. And not, I mean, it's just like I'm following the brand. Like, will be great. We're trying to build this brand. Yep. So it's early in the game for anybody who feels like they can bring something to the table to jump in. Like, I was serious last week when I said we need a, a social media director that's or so. Just so I'm not holding the phone while we're recording live exactly. on Facebook like I'm doing now because my arm is tired as hell. Mm-hmm. But it's all for the cause. But no, somebody just to come in and record the shows or do, you know, we'll shoot them an email and they just do all the promo for us throughout mm-hmm. the week. Because sometimes you need another set of eyes to help you mm-hmm. realize what you may be missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And luckily enough, we've got enough people that have invested in what we do that have offered to help here and now. So that's, that's also a great thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but plug the, what's, what's the, the auxiliary uh, website? Plug I don't want to plug it yet. Cause it's, it's not, even well, it's not up yet, but it's going to be. Up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so the dash aux.com. Okay. So T H E dash a U X.com. Um, yeah. Don't go there yet though. It's not, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of brainstorming going on. It's under construction, Yeah, but it will be there. And yeah. that's the thing that we're, it's, it's not, it's going to be one of these dead, um, addresses when you go to and there's no, nothing's ever going to be filled there like a mm. blog I started like three years ago <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no this is going to be you know, this is something serious and it's all it's like fun like yeah. I'm all about passions and mm-hmm. and doing things that I'm passionate about and I want to do that now like I've, yeah. I have a 9 to 5 8 to 5 and I have a, a 6.30 to 11.30 and and you got a 2 year old and, and exactly nowhere, <laughs> nowhere in there is time for like to relax mm-hmm. and so grind now like and i'm all about mm-hmm. grind i have no problem working hard because then somewhere it's going to pay off mm-hmm. but you gotta you gotta have your passions mm-hmm. so for a while and still music is one of my passions for i mean chris you're in the band plug that um yeah. sick and buster it, what's up that's what's up <laughs> plug that website or yeah. your music or something plug it i'm surprised you haven't even done it yet exactly. i mean because you know it's one of those things i don't want uh you know everyone thinking it's like oh well Here's Chris again. Not a, he's all he does is make short jokes and talk about uh, his band. That's all he does. So by the but, way, that was a short. You just plug. It just, <laughs> it just reared itself. The uh, short, there you but go. Nah, um, but no, nah, I mean, if we're talking about passions right now, CB is in a band, and actually has some really good stuff. And maybe we can get the band in here one night. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's just 
I know another good podcast <laughs> about local entrepreneurs or people who are in the business. Mm-hmm. Actually, the producer of our show, it's, it's, it's his personal podcast. Uh, and who might that and uh, producer be? He could probably interview hmm. Sickum Buster. I don't know if he's interested. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Superfly TNT Please, might yes. be able to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because. Yes. Yeah. April, uh, April slides are open. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I met a couple guys yeah. while I was at uh, Cafe 8. Mm hmm. And I meant to call him. I'm, I'm going to call him. So if you're watching, I'm going to call you. But um, John sends them over. And he, the dude comes over and says, hey, John told me to come talk to you. It's like, About what? 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 This, is, <laughs> this is after a long day. I'm like, talk to me about what? He's like, oh, no, I'm a, I'm a local artist. Me and my boys, we have a crew. And, you know, we just do local music. And I was like, I know why he sent them over. So one, let's backstory me and Superfly. We are part of a team who, you know, we uh, called the Dramatics. Production um, team, right? Yeah. Uh, and plug, we're kinda, plug. Dramatics are on and off, but we, we, we life, like is, life is taking over. Yeah. Life is taking over. And then when life takes over, sometimes you have to do some side stuff mm-hmm. here just to keep it going. Yeah. And this is actually a, a formatting of keeping the Dramatics going, how I feel. Mm-hmm. But so the dude came to me. I was like, okay, either he wants John sent him over for production or about the podcast mm-hmm. and I took it as a podcast because I was like look I'm because I want to promote I know how hard it is to give local artists a platform mm-hmm. to to build their brand we we it's been a struggle yep. <laughs> and a long road at that so why not help somebody else that can help you along the way because mm-hmm. yep. you never know mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm no, I don't want to turn anybody away yeah mm-hmm. because People have turned me away and it didn't feel right. And right. also, everybody has a story, man. And it's exactly. like, that's the beauty of podcasts is you drawing out those stories. And, and, and when you document them and they live like that, that's how you, you know, what I mean? that's another way for people to shine outside of just doing right. music. Um, and, and it makes their music make more sense and, and gives it more depth. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Exactly. When you hear the backstories of these people. So, yeah. And, and I think that it with social media so many outlets now like we don't have to have a basketball or football or mm-hmm. you know be a cop or you know we don't have to we don't have to have the same old same olds mm-hmm. to yep to be successful Mm-mm. pick up your phone go on facebook instagram wherever you want to go and hit a button that says live or record mm-hmm. and you could be the next biggest thing yeah whether if it's 15 minutes or a lifetime mm-hmm. and that's yeah. That's crazy, the era we live in. We, go, we went from, I remember the very first cell phone I ever saw. My <laughs> yeah. dad had one that was one for the car. Yeah, I remember the car phone. And phones. it had a, a, a backpack. You could carry it and you could walk around with it, mm-hmm. too. I mean, it looked like one of those military phones. Right. And it probably was a, like a model. I remember the first time I saw a BlackBerry. Oh and it was, I was like, there's a full keyboard on this phone. Exactly. Like, you know, yep. this stuff is nuts. My mind just that little light bulb <laughs> in my head just went off. We need to do a show about technology. Yeah, about we that. could totally All, do oh, that. Everything on, that we li- episode seven <laughs> or episode six of Super, episode seven of Superfly Friends mm-hmm. appearing tomorrow. It's about technology. There yeah. we go. Well, there <laughs> we, that's so stuff. we need to have we need to have my man Alex on you all show. Let's do He's it. Dope. Let's do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I call him like the PG County Batman. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he has everything. You know, check out Superfly Friends. Another plug there. That Alex, the AC adapter episode. All right. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Sick and Buster. We are currently recording. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. 
S-I-C, uh, apostrophe, E-M, Buster like the dog, named after uh, my family's old dog. So um, He wasn't around yeah. for the rough skin stuff. Nah, nah that's Flynn, his spiritual yeah. successor. He gets gotcha. all the, uh, the benefits of the rough skin gotcha. stuff. <laughs> How long have y'all been in the band? Uh, so we started, me and the guitarist, um, my man Anshu, uh, were in a band together in college. Which that in itself started kind of as a joke. Me and a couple of the homies being like, man, it, it would be so dope for us to just be in a band and like, you know, whatever. So people started, you know, learning to play guitar. Um, you know, Real people- quick, that's kind of like this podcast. You and <laughs> yeah. Christian have a podcast. <laughs> like, ah, yeah, like yeah. yeah, whatever. You know what? Yeah. Sorry. Sometimes yeah. jokes turn into reality. No, but that's literally what happened. So we, you know, we started, it started as a joke. Um, we would get together for practice though. And like, we, we, we'd write songs and whatever. And then, um, one thing led to another and we went from, you know, having, uh, we started with two vocalists, uh, and one guitarist, one bassist, and then we picked up a drummer and then eventually dropped down to one vocalist and then picked up, you know, another, uh, another guitarist. To you know, be like a more traditional five piece, you know, mm-hmm. drums, two guitars, bass, vocals, and then we actually started writing songs that it was like, hey, these are actually like real songs. Like these are these aren't just like goofing around. Like this is actually like real. Mm-hmm. And then you know, you play your first show, and then you play your second show, and then st- it's like, hey, man, this is actually the most fun Dang. being in front, being on stage in front of a group of people. You know, you know. What is our podcast? It's a creative outlet for us, right? Yeah. That's what music is. Um, I think to all all three of us in the room mm-hmm. uh, use yep. it as that. And it just be, so it became one of those things where it started as a joke, and then uh, that led to one band starting. And so then one uh, we graduated college. Uh, a couple of the guys went off, and you know we're we're doing other things. So me and the guitarist, who we were still staying local. Decided, it's like, hey, you know, we'll just fire up a new project that's, you know, kind of in the same same vein. Um, but I think that was in like 2010 uh, when Sick and Buster officially started because um, we we me and Anshu uh, put out the first three four songs all on our own. Wow. Um, nice. And then from there picked up a bassist and then a guitarist and drummer and we our lineups changed a little bit since then but all all the original homies Anshu of course Joe Andre Josh um and then Darian who picked up on uh bass for us after Josh left like those are the dudes that I consider the the foundation for what Sick and Buster has become now and it's it's a lot of fun there's some of my favorite times in my life having people come up to me after a show behind you you're you're the singer of Sick and Boss. And I'm like, uh, yeah. We just, I mean, we just played for a room of like 80 people. Like, it's not that big of a yeah. deal. But it's yeah. like, oh, can we take pictures with you? Oh, well, can you can you sign this like headshot? Blah 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 blah. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, that's cool, dog. Like yeah. to to get treated like the people that you know are actual stars, but to feel a little bit like that, mm-hmm. man, that that's. Having that kind of outlet is just, it's the dopest thing. And so I'm glad that Sig and Bus are still around. And uh, we'll actually, we will have a new song out in the next probably like month, month and a half. You nice. can really blow their minds when they're like, the dude from We Are Something Else is the lead singer of Sig and Bus. Oh my well. God. It's like, the universe is crazy. <laughs> wow. Um, my favorite podcast and my favorite band. Right. Wow. Uh, I remember 
getting into music. Uh, first, I start off with me is well, I've always been a fan of music, but I think realizing that I had creativity in doing something was in high school when I joined the the I was a tech. I joined the theater and I learned light. I learned my craft. I learned lighting. I learned sound. I learned how to open the curtains. I learned how stage calls. I learned how to get all the way up on the scaffold and drop something. I learned how to work a soundboard. I learned how to, I learned everything about that because it was something I was passionate about to the point where I was able to produce my first, uh, my first show in high school. And it was a, a talent show. I even got, um, like two of the rival go-go bands to play. And then the winner of the, the, the talent show got studio time. Like I was able to wow. put all that together That's as a sick. senior in high school. Yeah. Then I took it to the next level and, Learn the drum machine. I learned, you know, how to play the piano a little bit. I need to tune up on that. Learn how to play the guitar a little bit. I need to tune up on that. But to the point where I was like, yo, this is something. And then I learned just like for something to pass, I just do it. So for fun, we would go to the studio all the time. And people that I was paying, I was paying for their time. They wouldn't come with their A game or they would, they would be lazy or they, they wouldn't be prepared. They want to come to the studio to write in the studio. Like yeah, it don't work that way. We not we not Diddy. We don't have right. money like yeah. that. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm, 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 it's kind of my pocket. And it's funny because uh, not to cut you off, but just mm. real quick, like that's what people think the experience is. I remember the first time I'm going into the studio. <laughs> cameras, cameras kill yeah. that. They make everything happen. Th- yeah. Seem like that. Like I remember thinking that we were actually just gonna finish a song in like one day, and then now it's like yeah, I take multiple days just to track all the vocals. Right. Like to think that we would drop, you know, a song all in one day is just mm-hmm. silly now, but. So I began to record while we were there. I mean, I was writing songs to be anyway. So I began to start to record some of my stuff and it was just, it was out of fun. Like I'm, whether I made it on the radio or not, it was an outlet for mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, So I told you this, I told you this too, but I, so I'm, I'm determined because a lot of stuff that I've done is not, it's been heard because uh, MySpace music game was out there that way. Shout out MySpace. But I am determined to do one. Just drop, just write one album. And I don't care who listens to it or not, but I, I got, the, I got the, the the marketing scheme for it. I got the, like what I want the disc to look like, mm-hmm. the book to look like, everything. And I'm going to drop, I'm just doing one album. <laughs> and just to say I did it, that's just right. literally on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. So that's what we, that's what I'm working for. Whether it gets done right. this year or next year, I'm going to take my time and do it right. right. Try to get all the right producers I know on there. So if this somehow gets to Pharrell, <laughs> I am, I am listening to beats for the album Pharrell. <laughs> so see, yes or no, just let me know. Um, and old Kanye. Old Kanye, yeah. like when Kanye was actually doing his beats, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll listen to that Kanye too if he wants to drive me a soul beat or something. Right, like right, right. So, um, so let's as we music's amazing. Get man. into an hour and six minutes of talking about nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna we you and I had discussed something earlier we wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. So let's let's dial it down a little bit and talk about some real some some real stuff. We can wrap it up because mm-hmm. I'm gonna spend a long time on it. Yeah, okay. true. But uh, let's talk mortality. Let's talk let's talk death. Um. So, there's a good reason for it. Yeah. Um, so we all know that there's no clock, man. There's there's no no one know there is a clock. No one knows. We're not privy when, to. Yeah, it. you know, you know when, when you're stamp when you clock when you're punching out, mm-hmm. and that can come, can come today, come tomorrow, on the way home. You never know. Yeah. And that's why I appreciate you know that I'm determined to do what we're doing now, mm-hmm. is because. You never, you know, gotta have fun. Everything can't be a nine to five. Yeah, 
somewhere along the way, you got to live out your passions and chase your dreams. Mm-hmm. But so I have a good friend. Um, I've known. Uh, well, he was a cousin. He was a friend of my cousins. And then through him, we all became good friends and family because he grew up around the same way. And um, he passed away this past week. Um, let me tell you, I found out about it. I was in the gym training and another one of our mutual friends was in there. And so we catching up. I hadn't seen him in a while. And he was like, yo, did you hear about, I'm going to say the name because it's important. Did you hear about Mike? I was like, no, what's up with Mike? And he was like, um, well, I heard that Mike was in a coma. Coma. He's like, yeah, Mike's been in coma for like two weeks and not doing well. It's like, really? I was like, I haven't, I haven't heard anything about it. And I hadn't talked to my cousin who was closer to Mike than I am, but mm-hmm. still, it's like, okay, well, I was like, wow, that's, you know, I'm sad to hear that, you know, hopefully, he'll, you know, everything will be okay. He's like, he went in with pancreas issues and along the way, Mike has a bad heart, but you know, they put him in induced coma to, so his body can rest. This is what I'm hearing. So wow. the story gets jacked up a little bit and I don't know. I'm sorry, but to, this is what I was told. Yeah, feel free to set the record right, straight for us. Right. So that night, I get home, and I first first thing I see on Facebook is "Rest in peace, Mike Dyson." It's like, mm. so the same day I found out, the same day he passed, which was, I mean, I wish I would have known because I would have gone to see my my homeboy, you know, in in the hospital. At least I know mm-hmm. he was all right. You know, at least you know. Yeah. Share support. Yeah, you know, support, prayers, and all that. But and just hit me like, man, this dude is just, he's 30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 30. And, and like, we're getting to the point where a lot of our close friends are passing away. Like, I had a friend, a really good friend I know since kindergarten, Jamie Jones Bell. Yeah, because he had hyphenated his name a bunch, but Jamie. And he passed away last year. And like, we're, both 34 yeah mm-hmm. and i'm like dude like is is this where we're, is this the point in our lives where we're getting to where one we shouldn't be losing anybody at the age we are because we're yeah. still fairly young in the grand scheme of things this age is not old right in the grand scheme of things no, i used to think it was old right but yeah. i'm here now and it's not at all <laughs> <laughs> at all um but it's i mean anytime something like that happens it always makes mm-hmm. you Take a step back, like, mm-hmm. and it slows. It slowed me up for a couple of days. Yeah. I was like, man, like I, that was on. It was, I mean, still on my mind. But like, yeah. he just got married May seventh last year. Mm-hmm. Not even a year in, right? And his wife's got to bury him, right? Uh, it was within the last two years, but uh, a dude that I knew, um, because I was, I was, I got cool with uh, his older brother, um, passed away. And so I went to the I went to the funeral and I had never gotten to experience like a mother having to bury her child before. And like that, that experience is ingrained in my mind. Like I will never forget that. Like it's one of those like the despair, the distraught, you know, feeling like, you know, it was. It's just one of those things you don't want to see because this kid, he he was, you know, in his younger 20s, like, you know, it's you, you just assume that there's so much more life left to live and that it's like yeah you know make um like we we like to procrastinate and put stuff off but you really don't know like like you're saying coming into the segment we don't know what time we actually have Mm 
Right. So you might as well, you know, try to make the most of the time that you do have right. and at least let the people that you care about, let them know that on a regular basis. Yeah, that's, you know? that's a big thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not much more I can say, you know, that you all haven't said, um, you know, and it's it's also important that you continue to live because that's mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Right. You, you can't you can't get stuck in losing somebody and, and get stuck in that mode because right. um, that can eat you alive. Um, and it's important to um, continue to move forward and that's why we're doing things like this again, like following our passions, trying to find our purpose, walking mm-hmm. in our purpose. Because um, when you do that, and you know it's time to check out, and you don't have anything else to, left to do, right? That's how you need to live. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you can like, be at peace with. Did it. we leave it all on the table? Right, right. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll reference somebody that I never met, but I've seen before a bunch of times. They did my heart. When Prince died, <laughs> I was like sudden. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it, like. The body of work he left behind, stuff that we know of, stuff we don't even know of, like mm-hmm. that's a that's a that's a journey fulfilled right there. Like there's right. nothing like there's yeah. You can only hope to fulfill a tenth, you know. What I mean? Right, exactly. <laughs> what he did. <laughs> you just want to leave this earth feeling like it's in a better position than when you right. know than when you got on there. And I will say because I have some, I I have family members who have unresolved issues. And you need to most you know, get off do. of your pride, get off of whatever it is, no matter, it, look, whether you're the first one or second one, doesn't matter if you say you're sorry or what, just say it. Right. But resolve those issues because you're thinking that tomorrow can be the day I'll do it tomorrow. Well, tomorrow may not never come and you mm-hmm. got to live with that for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like that person's passed and gone on and you're still here. You got to carry that. They burden. got their resolution. Yeah, you got to carry that weight. Mm-hmm. So, and fam, like during when times like this happen, families always come money. Like you always see the the greed come out in family instead mm-hmm. of the love, like you know, loving each other, embracing each other. Excuse me, the greed mm-hmm. comes yeah. out, and that that tears you apart even more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why not preserve your legacy? Like now, why not? You know. So important. That's why it's important to get a will. You know, yeah, be right <laughs> because yeah. you know who in your family is greedy. You know what I mean? Right. You know, exactly. <laughs> it's gonna make exactly. an issue out of it. Exactly. So you might as well, uh, you know, get your affairs in order. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also, like money. You know, money reveals you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Who you are. You know, basically. So and have a conversation with your family. Like, if you know who you want, if you want to leave everything to one person, and you have your reasons. Have a conversation with your family while, while they're here. And like, mm-hmm. look, I feel like I didn't want to have to choose between all of you. So I'm going to leave it to this person and let them divvy it out. Or I just want to leave it to this person. Like, you know, it's your right. But just have a conversation. So when it's all said and done, nobody has to fight it. Nobody mm-hmm. has to try to figure out why. Mm-hmm. Just let it, you know, just yeah. let it, you know, let it be known. But, you know, all that said, I will... I just want um, to, I'm going I'm to dedicate my portion of the show to Mike, Michael Scott Dyson. Salute. So. Um, R.I.P. man. Yeah. That's the paradise. And to anybody yeah. else who's ever lost anybody, you know, this is real. I mean, he's got to figure out ways to deal with, mm-hmm. with death. No matter how it comes, it's going to happen. Right. But uh, that's it, man. We got something else. Yeah. I think, uh, 
this was for not having any planned uh, content. I think this this one turned out to be it pretty t- good. Turned out to be pretty. And good. I do believe that. Uh, no, Mr. I Superfly, see. I see. Okay, I see. It, Mikey, we can't. We can't. <laughs> we can't be uh, not doing a for the soul segment. Okay, the, here we when go. he actually brought a pair with him tonight. Here we go. Okay, <laughs> brought a pair from my bedroom to my studio. Here we go. <laughs> Hold up. So quick for the soul, gonna let oh, us know what we oh, got. Oh, they're fresh. Oh, they're oh, super fresh. Yeah, the, I actually the, love the those. New, those actually, are the yeah. uh, the Air Max joints. Air, Air Force Two Seventy. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. That bubble is crazy. That bubble. Yeah. I like the, the one with the little leopard, the elephant print on the yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I, yeah. Nice. Yeah, okay. Look. Hey. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> for the soul. For the let's soul. Let's go around the room real quick. Um, I'm wearing some old. Some old Supras, the uh, turquoise splatters. They don't even make them. Every time I wear these, somebody tries to buy them off. I mean, they're it's a good looking, it's a good looking sneaker. Yeah, and then CB. I got my uh, my Nike Epic uh, Epic React, the their new running shoes that uh, they got the um, the commercials with like Kevin Hart and yeah. Kobe yeah. and all them. The, trying the, to make the world run right, now. right, we'll right, right. Different direction. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Why are we? Uh, speaking of Kevin Hart, I, I did see Jumanji. Uh, oh, I, I saw Jumanji on a Friday, and I think we're gonna we're gonna need to talk about that because that <laughs> we were just wa- actually we were watching. That's that right a good movie. That was a, it was a good movie. Uh, it's it's it funny. Yeah. And we watched it again today. All right, we put that on there. Yeah, yeah. technology Jumanji. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's do For it. the sold out, there's a forty percent off sale going on on Nike.com. Got to uh, take advantage until March thirty first, I believe. So uh, go in, and I got to put you on the, the put you in the pro sneakers. The group we have, yeah, uh, the LeBron. Box yeah. box game is yeah. killing it. Like the LeBron fifteen, is it fifteen? Whatever it is, but they they modeled in his newest release after the Air Max ninety ones. Yeah, the gray neon joint. I got you. Oh yeah, I saw him. Yeah, I know he's Good God Almighty! I'm thinking about getting these fruity pebbles. Though. Yeah, dude. It, so I, and maybe maybe I'm just late to this, but the like with LeBron shoes, I never really viewed them as like collector's items until like, he does colorways like that and but like especially with this this version of the shoe that he's that mm-hmm. he's got like the way that they do the knitting on there mm-hmm. um and you know some of like the the stitching that he gets i was like man yo i've seen more super dope colorways and things mm-hmm. from him with this model than i can personally it's been remember. a while he's so. trying i mean he's a top dog in the league he's gotta have the mm-hmm. best shoe yeah, those fruity pebbles joints are are fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, LeBron LeBron doing some big stuff in the shoe game right now. All right, All right well, I guess that, that wraps everything up. We yeah. did before the show. We'll post everything on the IG. Like, oh yeah, those those are dope. Those are yeah, I remember those now. Yeah. Um, we post everything, mm-hmm. and um, that's it, man. We got something else. Again, dial it back down. We kind of got out of hand <laughs> real quick, but uh, no, rest in peace, Mike Dyson. Yep. All right. Peace. Peace.